the last episode of 2013, and I am graced with the presence of James David Patrick, making his triumphant return to the Debatable Podcast. Uh, we talk about bondage. James Bondage, uh, his uh, his live tweet and Tumblr community now. Um, uh, it's kind of a, an event. Uh, he has been on the podcast before talking about uh, where they watch all of the James Bond movies in order. They're, they're almost done with their second run through. And uh, there's a live tweet event. There's uh, essays. There's just a, a community behind it that's really fun. So we do a lot of catching up about that. We talk about specific movies. We talk about little uh, detours that he's made in the uh, project this year. Uh, and we talk about the community as a whole. We uh, we really are fans of uh, James Bond and the James Bond series. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's catch up and it's also finding out what's new with James Patrick, uh, his new endeavors. Uh, we will be off for uh, two weeks going into 2014. We will be back on Monday, January 13th with adult film act actress uh, Misty Stone. If you are aware of who Misty Stone is, I don't have to describe her anymore. She's a beautiful woman and she is in the adult business. I think it's a good time to uh, to talk about that, to, to bring that into the debatable podcast universe, considering I'm always trying to branch out and it's certainly an area that's important to not only cinema, but uh, our generation, the uh, younger generation. Um, we have a very good conversation coming up, and I hope that you will tune in for our first episode of 2014. Uh, so, James David Patrick, today on the Debatable Podcast, I hope you enjoy, and uh, Happy New Year.
I guess this is going to be kind of a, a, a catch-up. I've been interested in getting you back on the program for a while. And, um, you know, it, I've always, I, again, talk about sporadic habit. I, I only, you know, catch the beginning or the tail end of, of uh, your Wednesday nights. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how it's, how it's developed since the, the first time we talked. Because you had only been doing it... For how long when we first talked? Like seven months, six months? Let's see, you talked to me before... It was April, I think, of last year, wasn't it? Uh, it sounds about right. So, yeah, we were in uh, the definitely in the latter half, because... Uh, April 18th. It says it in the little the little Skype log that we're, yeah. that we're doing. All right, so we were in... We were in Brosnan then, probably, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you had just started. I think you had just done Goldeneye, or you were about to do Goldeneye. Well, we can, I can definitely look this. I have the the original series is cataloged here. So let's see, April April what? Eighteenth. Eighteenth. Yes, we had just done Goldeneye. Holy and shit! Look at the mind on Greg Sadashnik. Yeah. Yeah, we just done Goldeneye, and uh, it, it's it's a very similar situation here. Though I just we just finished uh, Tomorrow Never Dies last Holy night. Holy shit! Is this the second run through or the first run run through? Second. We're 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 in the second. Okay, so you I, have it's gone. Officially called the wraparound. Gotcha. Trademark. <laughs> Is anybody trying to steal that? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that. <laughs> So this is you've gone through the whole series again at yes. this point, and uh, so I gotta imagine that w- what would you say are the the bullet points? What are the big differences this time around? The the wraparound edition. Well, uh, we've added uh, we've added another another group of people to to the regulars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there there were some that you know got through the first segment, and that that was good for them, and they still hang around and chat bond. But uh, uh, the new group came in, uh, a handful of people who you know caught on shortly into this one again, and have been with us. Um, did they did they come on through 
through uh, the the widening scope because I mean you know you've been doing not just Bond also you've been doing kind of like your imposter series right you've been doing Flint and other ones that are like James Bond adjacent right yeah uh, I started the imposters as a way to mix it up a little bit because I, I saw myself tweeting the same twenty three movies every week right right but the you know as much as I love them. It, you need some variety. Sure. Uh, so we started doing the imposters, which were the the spy movies that uh, showed up in the '60s. Well, we've been doing largely '60s movies, but we'll break out eventually from there as as the series goes on. But the movies that came on along after Bond success, right? And uh, we started with uh, with Flint, and we did well. First, we did the uh, the original Casino Royale, the '67, mm-hmm. right? Um, how, was, how was that rewatch? <sighs> watching it, <clears throat> watching it as a live tweet was a bizarre, <laughs> was a bizarre thing. Um, trying to keep up with that movie on its own is exhausting. <laughs> when you're trying, because I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's just one ridiculous scenario after another and there's barely any connection between this between right. scenes and coherence and, and then at the end it dissolves into just a, a, an an orgy of lunacy yeah and like you're trying to tweet what's going on and like somebody's watching something it feels like somebody's watching something, something completely different <laughs> it, it was it wasn't that many of us actually because a lot of people were like oh i'm not watching that again yeah yeah but the the there was like four or five of us that stayed on till the end. There were some there there were some dropouts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I have no trouble believing that. It's not a great movie. Yeah. Uh, it, if, if if I if memory serves me correctly, how close is it in any way to to the the character or the book? Uh, there there are there are bits and pieces that are lifted, you know. But I mean, it is a parody. Yeah. Uh, it's a more out there parody than something like Austin Powers, which right. is it's just very grounded. Uh, it's taking specific scenarios and, and twisting them for humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casino Royale is taking ser- scenarios and twisting them to m- multiple degrees uh, of just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, there's there's a better way to put that, and and I'm sure it'll come to me later. But it's lunacy. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are some very funny things about that movie. Uh, I, I particularly love uh, David Niven, but yeah. kind of love David Niven in general. So, right. like, it's fun to watch these very, the, well, I say these legendary actors, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, Julie Christie has a very comedic role. Yeah. Which is something you don't see out of her, but she's very funny. Yeah. And the novelty of that makes watching that movie worthwhile. Uh, plus, you know, there's there, watching Peter Sellers is always a treat. There's you know Woody Allen, mm-hmm. uh, all playing variations of you know Bond, right? And, you know Bond villains, and so there's some value there. I don't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend it to everyone. However, but it's but it's like a. Um... It's like a, a time capsule, right? You would yeah, watch it kind of for its time. Yeah, yes. it's kind of, kind of for for its oddity. You know, it, it's there's a fascination with with what it is 
you know, adjacent or, or connected to that James Bond series, but it's, it's so, it's a satellite, you know, it's not even like part of that universe. No, it, it, it's barely tied, you know, yeah. eh, eh. like Orson Welles plays a sheaf, <laughs> but he does card tricks, you know, he's, he's reportedly he and Peter Sellers couldn't be in the same room at the same time because they hate each other so much. They right. had to film their scene separately. Right. Peter Sellers <laughs> apparently got so mad about the card tricks that he just walked off set. <laughs> Like there's so many stories about the about these personalities clashing. It, it's it, you know it's it's more it's more interesting to watch it and know the backstory. If you just yeah. jump in and watch the movie, like this is ridiculous. Yeah, there's those movies. Uh, you remember that series that I think Nathan Rabin did on AV Club about uh, whether it was a uh, a fiasco, a failure, or, or a secret success. It was like I saw that my year of flops. I think it was called the series, uh-huh. and uh, he would analyze the movie. These movies that were usually much maligned in the uh, audience uh, memory, and uh, he would analyze them and and basically come up to to a uh, to a, a result of whether they were a fiasco because of maybe you know the things going on behind the set, the extra textural things that uh, we don't really talk about uh whether it was a failure because it was rightly so it was just a bad movie and you know badly put together or whether it was uh, uh a uh, secret success like it's actually a pretty good movie but people don't uh give it enough credit it's underrated but i got to imagine that that casino royale falls in uh in fiasco it's appropriately rated i think <laughs> yeah. but by the way i misspoke earlier i was thinking of julie christie for some reason but it's deborah kerr in right casino royale Right. I uh, I had a I had a brain twist there that uh, <laughs> You got to get you got to get your facts early. You got to get them right on now. I was having a conversation about Julie Christie this week with someone and so that stuck in my brain. So when I went went there. to grab Deborah Kerr the wrong thing came out. <laughs> it, it, it's it's funny to know it's Deborah Kerr because I mean you think of Deborah Kerr and you've got uh, you know from here to eternity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely, but with all the other so Casino Royale, what other imposters did you do oh, for so the it, series? It, we uh, you know, we went through uh, Never Say Never Again. So, oh, no, yeah. We had, we had to see Sean Connery in uh, <laughs> denim suspenders. <laughs> what was that experience like after you know having be being reacquainted with uh, with Thunderball? Um, how does that how does that compare? Uh, being that it's it's the same uh, the same producer that owned the rights, right? Yeah, it's it's the McClory saga right. played out. So uh, you know, <clears throat> McClory. Just some backstory: McClory and Fleming wrote a screenplay, an early screenplay for Bond before Doctor No was produced. Um, and from that screenplay, Fleming, not necessarily knowing the legality of of his actions, turned. The screenplay into the Thunderbolt novel. Mm-hmm. McClory uh, sued for rights to the to the character uh, and you know plot and Spectre and right. uh, he walked away with the rights to make his own Bond movie, but based only on that screenplay, which of course had turned into the novel, which had been t- turned into Thunderbolt the movie. So he's remaking <laughs> he's remaking Thunderbolt. And uh, <clears throat> so it's got the same characters. Right. Uh, some of them are renamed. Uh, it's largely the same scenario, but played out in, you know, the 80s. Mm-hmm. 
This is a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, parallel geriatric bond going on here with Roger Moore and, and Sean Connery, right? It was it was the Battle of the Bonds in 83 <laughs> with Never Seen Ever Again and Octopussy. And, and I'm happy to report that uh, Octopussy walked away with the title. And it's it's rare that you would probably hear that sentence as Octopussy is not necessarily a, a favorite. But Never Seen Ever Again is mm, unique. <laughs> Is it weak? I, I haven't seen it in years. Is it is it weak? I remember being very bored with it. Um, it's got some it's got some entertaining moments. Uh, it's another one that we kind of lost constituents as the movie wore on. I know uh, that uh, there were at least three or four casualties that just said, "That's it, I'm out." <laughs> um, you know, it's. It's very 1983. Right. I mean, Bond and Bond and the villain play a video game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's the like cabinets, like, right? Yeah, it's, there, it's like a tabletop right. like version of Battleship, you know, and like you you can't make any sense of what's going on, and and of course Bond masters it on his second playthrough. You know, loses the first one miserably, but he's like, I've got it now, and he and he beats him. But you don't understand why he wins it's you know i don't know part of me wishes i don't know if you remember the game snafu i mean that that's a that's old school i don't arcadey stuff i believe that was i I played it on coleco Uh uh-huh uh but you know some part of me wishes that they just played snafu the point of that was just to like uh, bite the tail of the other block that you're chasing i mean it's, it's very simple i would have preferred that right it's very uh, very simple compared to. I'm guessing they didn't they didn't really explain it. Uh, kind of uh, uh, not just the geography of it, but what the point of the game was. No, there's there's no <laughs> there's no exposition for that. It just kind of appears, and you know it. It's it's one of those things that you're like, this is so bizarre. I kind I'm kind of behind it, you know. <laughs> You're going off uh, close-up reactions for who's winning, <laughs> and then you get that—you get like a victory face from Sean Connery, and you know, okay, well, I guess he won. Yeah, well, he's—he's <laughs> he's suitably excited. You yeah, he—he he relishes the victory a little bit. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the movie is—is—is is, is weak. It's got Connery. Kim Basinger in it, though, right? Oh, uh, but she's terrible in it. I'm, I'm not. A, <laughs> she, uh, yeah, I don't know. She. <clears throat> She came, just she kind came of there. off of she came off of being wasn't she a playmate at the time or she had just like done she was a model right yeah it, she doesn't show much emotion and if she she improved greatly uh, after that as an actress and I still don't think she was very good so that yeah. that kind of says what I what I how I feel about her in the movie how did you feel about her in Batman eighty nine well I, Batman eighty nine is 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 perfect (laughs) (laughs) by comparison or do you really enjoy that movie i really i I really enjoy that movie that's it's it's still my favorite batman movie despite the despite how i feel like my affection for for the uh, christopher nolan series does that make you feel like an old man you know talking about batman with some people on twitter does sometimes make me feel like (laughs) an old man i'm not gonna say i'm old but i do feel older sometimes later i'm talking about my favorite movies of the 80s and like for me they're you know, like they're my childhood, and they're very—I'm yeah. very connected to them. And then, like, 
somebody says, well, I was born in 92, <laughs> and I was talking about how I saw UHF twice in the theater. Um, I, I do feel a little bit older sometimes. but Because it's so autobiographical. Yeah, clearly. It's like the thing that made me feel really old. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was, <clears throat> I was talking about Ghostbusters. I believe I wrote a, an offhand blog entry about this a while ago, too. The <clears throat> Ghostbusters came out 25 years before my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking about what movies came out 25 years before I was born. Right. And those seem really old. Yeah. So I'm like, that's how she sees Ghostbusters. I don't know if I can handle that. Like, it's just such an odd thought to me that Ghostbusters is ancient. Right. So that Ghostbusters is timeless. So that would be for her, just like what, like uh, something that came out in 1960, like Psycho or something. Let's see here. Or even the late 50s. I had, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I had, I I can't remember what I. uh, what I had for mine that was 25 years. Like, like for you, even though it's a classic, it would probably be like Rebel Without a Cause or something like that. Would be the perspective on it. it my movie was black and white, was, was kind of the way I was feeling about it. You yeah. know, it, <clears throat> and, oh, I was thinking about From Here to Eternity, speaking of From Here to Eternity, but yeah. in 1953. Right. So I was thinking From Here to Eternity and how old I felt that was the first yeah. time I saw it. <laughs> She thinks that Ghostbusters... She, and she thinks that Ghostbusters is from Hoodie. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's a perspective that will, uh, will age you greatly. It'll it, make was you, it was disheartening. It'll make you not want to open your mouth about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to have good um, imposters as part of the series. Oh, yeah. Flint and went through the obligatory bonds, the, the non... The non-official bonds. We we started to do the cooler uh, '60s spies, the you know Flints and mm-hmm. the uh, Dean Martin series, the Matt Helm series, right? Which which I I kind of uh, is hit and miss, but uh, I uh, I love a couple of those. What did those What did those series do so well? Is it the tone? Is it the fun? What do they get so right? They it, it's really uh they they get why bond was fun they're not trying to ape bond or one up bond they're trying to in my mind they're trying to take a piece of bond the more frivolous side yeah uh and just run with it uh you know f- the flint is a more is we've got coburn so like his take on the character is he's deadly serious mm-hmm so he's totally, he's deadpan, despite the <clears throat> the silliness. Right. And and like he's supposed to be this incredibly worldly character who knows how to do, who speaks a, a bunch of languages and is, and he meditates and mm-hmm. he's he's uh, it's kind of a, a everything kind of guy. Right. And uh, you know Dean Martin plays Dean Martin. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, so he takes the side of Bond that's <clears throat> the the boozy womanizing <laughs> and and just spins that off. Right. And 
like Murderer's Row is is the one I really like because it really is just a representation of that time in the '60s, and like it's Dean Martin being Dean Martin, mm-hmm. which is in and of itself fun. Yeah, and Definitely. then you've got uh, Anne Margaret uh, as as the 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 Matt Helm girl, mm-hmm. and there I mean I there's literally a scene in that movie that's Anne Margaret dancing uh, for. It, it, it feels like it's about 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> like, it's just a psychedelic, like, go-go scene. Right. And it's just Anne Martin thrashing around. <laughs> and it, it's cool as shit. You yeah. know, like, it's... I mean, that's all they wanted to be. They didn't have loftier aspirations. Right. They didn't want to um, reinvent the wheel. They just wanted to take, like, a charismatic actor and throw them in there. Yeah, th- I mean, there's some there's some reference back to Bond because I mean it's it, it, they're they're all coming off of that, so they're, they're knowledgeable of their source, right? Uh, and and they they do project that in the film, right? I remember uh, like as uh, like to me, and this is a weird thing, but to me, like that beginning, that opening of uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, when um, when he says right before the opening credits. Would the other guy get this or like what? Oh, this never it, happened to the other fellow. Yeah, this ever never happened to the other fellow. That's how I imagine the tongue and cheekness of Flint and Helm is that they're constantly kind of this is a constant wink or they're like you know trying to get the audience's attention to the side of the screen so they can give them the nod or whatever you know. Yeah, it's, there's <laughs> there's a self awareness. There there's there's yeah. definitely a, a rupture of the fourth wall <laughs> in in a lot of those movies. Right. Um, but you know, but, but but from there, which from the obvious ones, I mean, Matt Helm and and um, Derek Flint were the obvious spies. From there, we've we've spun out a little bit more to I, I wanted to do Deadlier Than the Male, uh, which I think is is might be the best of the spinoffs. In in what way? Uh, it's <sighs> it's it's played straight again. It's it's an, it's another it's it's a comic adventure. Yeah. It's uh it's uh. Based on the Bulldog Drummond character, which which has has some deep roots in uh, crime films dating back to the 30s, um, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not as actually it probably goes back to the 20s. The, the silent there's Bulldog Drummond silent films starring um, oh Ronald Coleman. I want to say holy shit, man! I didn't know it went back that far. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And then they, let's see, I'm trying to pull this out of my memory here. Uh, John Howard played him for a while. Uh, but these were serious, kind of, they were more serious detective films. When it gets to to the 60s and, and Deadly Than the Male, uh, the Bulldog German character who is, uh, <clears throat> uh, I believe, an insurance investigator. Mm-hmm. He's not a, um, he's not a dashing spy. Right. He's, he's kind of a blue-collar a guy who's just investigating right some it's, some it's built some on, doings it's built on kind of the the pi yeah yeah and uh so in this one it's it's richard johnson and um he's investigating a a criminal who's using uh two women to perform all his uh, assassinations uh, i see so I mean you've you've already got uh, the, the women are, are Elkie Summer and uh, Silva Casina who would be familiar to uh, fans of the '60s. They were uh, <sighs> well, well, they were quite attractive. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, 
Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> I believe one of them was in Playboy too. <laughs> uh, pardon me if I forget which one. <laughs> but I mean the I mean the premise of the movie is that there's incredibly attractive women, you know, killing dudes. Right. And uh, there is an insurance investigator and his bubbling bumbling nephew, who's like something straight out of Catalina Caper. Right. Um, <clears throat> trying to solve these these crimes. And uh, it's it's just a it, it's a lot of fun. I know I uh, <clears throat> I know I uh, turned some people on to the series. There's actually two. Uh, some girls do as a sequel to it. Uh, s- the same characters. Right on. Mi- minus minus the uh, Elky Summer and Silva Cosina because <laughs> at the end you, you, they don't they don't make it. But, <laughs> they have to pay the final price. Yes, yes, they do for <laughs> for killing about seven or eight guys. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's another one. They 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 don't, uh, you know. It, it's clearly you know acknowledging the fact that that Bond kicked off this this rampage of spy films. And, yeah. Uh, but it it does its own thing, and I think that's what's important for these movies, and that they don't get too bogged down by trying to one up James Bond. Right. The ones that do, or they try to, yeah. I there haven't been too many good uh ones that you know there's that fork in the road where they have to either choose if they're being a parody or they're skewering you know or or kind of being like deadly serious about it i think like you know if you're if you're relating it to how bond had to be reinvented you're either i mean people would first talk about probably the born movies before they talked about craig coming into the spotlight but if you're if you're trying to reinvent it, you're either going with oh it's got to be more deadly serious and more realistic and less uh, you know fleeting and uh, uh, puns and and uh, you know otherworldly just just trying to to have good action scenes or you have to go in the complete other direction like the Austin Power movie uh, Austin Austin Powers movies <laughs> you know what I mean yeah there's a uh, uh... I mean, there's there's the other side of the argument too. We're talking about the the more fun spy movies that 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 run with certain elements from from the genre. But I mean, you've got the other side. Uh, you think about like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Right, right. Uh, I mean, the that are <clears throat> legitimate spying, uh-huh. and they're uh, they're quality filmmaking. I mean, the, I I enjoyed uh, the new film and the uh, old mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. but they're they're deadly serious. Right. They're quite slow and very talky. Right. <laughs> it's 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 like uh, yeah, it's uh, deliberately paced because you know it's kind of uh, it's almost like a, a detective mystery, but it's um, you know putting together those clues and kind of you're experiencing it at kind of the pace that the main character puts those things together. Yeah. And I mean, it's creating tension. Both the movie and the older series are creating tension at points and and it, it it's a a building block you know it's certainly building on top of each other but uh yeah they they certainly are not uh fun and fleeting even at oh how long was the the new movie it was well over 2 hours wasn't it it felt very long i don't <laughs> i don't know how long it actually was you know it's it's one of those movies you don't you don't mind the length it yeah. takes it takes a long time to 
to come about, and uh, it, it gives me time to discuss with my wife, saying, "I don't what I don't know what he just said. What mm-hmm. was going on?" And then we have time to discuss it, and then you know we catch up to the film, and we're good. Right, right. <laughs> and then you sit there staring at each other afterwards, going, "Well, uh, <laughs> talk about that tomorrow." <laughs> There's the, yeah, it's definitely a, a, a series that needs to sink in. I mean, I I certainly was not uh, on the the wavelength of the original series that was um who was uh who was uh playing uh smiley in that um obi-wan kenobi uh alec guinness was guinness right yeah and that that is such a slow moving you know if you want like one element of the plot that will be popped up in this episode you know that's all you're gonna get it's not a fast moving plot it's not a fast developing plot (laughs) yeah so the first three episodes are kind of like getting all these pieces into order and then sorting them out for the next six I, i or the next three i think it's six episodes or something like that yeah, uh, I feel like it was more. It felt really. It felt long. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, definitely. Not to repeat myself, but it felt more like more episodes than that. But I don't know how many <laughs> there were exactly. <laughs> so I remember, I watched it. I was probably too young to understand it because at a certain point, I was just like, "Alec Guinness is amazing. I'm going to watch everything Alec Guinness right. has ever done." Right. And after I, after I went through like the <laughs> Ealing comedies and yeah, you know, you actually eventually get around to Tinker Taylor. I'm like, this is not this is not what I was looking for. Have you seen um, Our Man in Havana? Our Man in Havana. It is so fucking good. You know, I don't think I have. If you're, I mean, you're, you're. We're certainly talking about spy movies here, and that's. Oh, I have. I just picked that up. Yeah, it's so I good. I just picked it up. It's so good. I saw it on on Netflix streaming when it when it was still on there. I don't think it is on there anymore, but yeah, you're gonna like it. I, there's a it's, lot of part of that really weird martini movie series of DVDs. Right, right. Uh, I've seen that. Uh, there was, I don't know how many of those there were, but they came with really bad uh, cocktail recipes inside. <laughs> and, or no, it was on the DVD. It's an option on the DVD. You click on an option. Special feature <laughs> was a recipe for a cocktail, but in no way did that cocktail actually really have any bearing on the movie you just watched. Like I was expecting. You know, a companion Themed. cocktail recipe. Yeah. It had it was nothing. It had nothing to do, and I'm pretty sure it's the same recipe. I, I'd have to check that because I have a few of them I picked up over the years. But yeah, it was very disappointing. Uh, uh-huh. So I, I do remember that Our Man in Havana was on that series. <laughs> it's a very good movie for anybody who hasn't seen it. Uh, definitely check it out. Um, so you know, in in terms of keeping it fresh, I think also I don't know. If if I'm remembering incorrectly, I think the idea was that you were going to open up the gates to not just you writing the essays and the analysis of the Bond movies as you go through the live tweets, but you were going to start having guest submissions. And, and you started that with the with the wraparound? Yeah, we, uh, we did. Uh, before... I, I'll back up a, a little bit, too. So... Uh, when I first, back when I first started the series, I was just doing some, some searches for, uh, critical reviews. I, I, I put a, I try to put a, some notes from critical reviews in my, in my essays when I'm trying to pick up a historical context for, for the films. And I came across a, a series of essays on, um, the Guardian, the, the UK paper. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and they had their writers. Um, actually, I'm not. I'm not actually sure that their writers. They may. Have, they. I don't know who wrote them exactly. Uh, but they had a series on there that was my favorite Bond, mm-hmm. and the people picked a Bond and wrote about it. Now the <clears throat> the series failed in a number of ways uh, because I felt like the people that were writing were writing some of these essays were apologizing in, in a certain oh, right. way right. for for liking the movie. I remember specifically the 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 one the person who wrote the Spy Who Loved Me re, uh, review. It's not a review. It was just a commentary right. about why he loved it. Didn't seem to love it at all. <laughs> you know. It, it was it was like he was shamed he he it was like i well you know I, if i'm gonna admit this i might as well admit it like this movie right, right. It, it felt like a grudging admittance that he enjoyed it Ugh. and he went on to point about point out all the things that was still wrong with it and i'm like that's not what this should be like this should be a uh, unapologetic you know appreciation yeah. of the movie yeah uh, some of them, some of them hit the head. Like I remember the, the the man with the golden gun was like, "Listen, this isn't a the movie is kind of a, a mess, but it's a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. I love it." You know, right. I'm paraphrasing here. Right. <laughs> uh, so before I did the wraparound, I'm like, how else can I add stuff to the website to get people into the movies? And right. uh, I remember the series, and I had already published a number of the essays on these films already uh, as I'd written them, and I was like, "Well, I can I can you know re." re- repost them and right. everything, but I wouldn't have anything new. So uh, right before we did Dr. No, I uh, put a post up and solicited Twitter and, and talked to everybody that had been a part of the part of the bondage <clears throat> live tweets. And I said, you know, I, I want to put together this, this ser- essay series and I'd like uh, you guys to, you know, pick a, pick your favorite bond movie or mm-hmm. one you really want to write about. Mm-hmm. And I'll post them as we go through the series again. And uh, originally, I was just kind of filling it out, and I was I was surprised to see how easy it was to fill out most of the roster. And like initially, I wasn't going to try to fill out all twenty three. Right. The the Guardian series never bothered. Right. There was like seven essays, and like and the big ones. The, yeah, they it was they they did the big ones. Some of the some of the ones that were picked were a little bit surprising. Like obscurity or what? Yeah, uh, right. It's like you know, man with the golden gun is represented. Sure. Uh, uh, I, I remember one for sure. Eyes only, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you only live twice. Had one. They weren't all the obvious. Right. Favorites. They weren't all the big, big ones. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, when I first started listing, the the roster kind of filled up quickly, and there was a couple overlaps. I wasn't going to deter people from writing about a movie they really wanted to write about or somebody else had done it. So right. we had we had a couple overlaps where we had two for Honor, Majesty's Secret Service and. And two for man, uh, no, for uh, spy love me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got down to we got down to all the people who wanted in, and there was three left without representation. I see. And I was like, well, I could probably you know fill it out, <laughs> right? Uh, so I had uh, I, I I sent them a call, and I still couldn't get you know I had die another day left. <laughs> um, I actually had Die Another Day, and Die Another Day, A View to the Kill, and Quantum of Solace were the were the three three remaining. Interesting, yeah, yeah. And uh, I sent out a, a last ditch gasp effort to uh, get A View to a Kill, and I found somebody. Mm-hmm. Like if I can do this, I can get Quantum of Solace. Sure. 
<laughs> I want someone. Uh, do do you have that person? I do. And do you, I filled it out. Yeah, I got I got one for everybody now. Do you, is it is it already written or are they about to write it? I I write I, I post them uh, as we do the movie and the wraparound. But is it already done? Have you read it? I have not. So is, I talked to them. I, they they've come back to me and and asked for you know if they have questions about the format and I, I've discussed the movie with them a little bit and I see. They, they're they're actually people who came to me and was like I want to write something. Yeah. And I was like, well, what's uh, we're you know there's only a couple of movies left. Just like I don't I just want to write something about Bond. I'm like, yeah. well, you know, I'm game. You're game. <laughs> but it's <laughs> interesting. Really find angles for for stuff that you want to write about it if if you're into that. So. Yeah, that's interesting though. I'm interested in reading the the angle or or uh, whatever passion there is for for that particular movie because it's it's maybe unjustly maligned, isn't it? What we're talking about Quantum of Solace. Yeah, Quantum of Solace. Uh, I, 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 I've had uh, Quantum of Solace has been a hot topic lately. I, I had a lot of conversations about that movie. Um, I, I think that it is uh, given a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it happened for a couple reasons. I think there are a lot of people who uh, didn't necessarily like the trajectory that Casino Royale took uh, mm-hmm. in you know kind of sort of resembling the Bourne series. Right. Um, and Quantum of Solace takes that another step further. Right. Um, I mean, it, the shaky cam out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, the the movie doesn't have the same broad appeal as a Casino Royale would, which, I mean, it's just pulled directly from a Fleming story. Mm-hmm. I mean, the original Fleming story, too, not just right. any Fleming story. Right. And it does stick pretty close to the actual scenario. Um, so there, it has that going for it. And Quantum of Solace is 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 a direct uh, continuation of that story. Um, but it, on its own, it is a lesser film than Casino Royale. Sure, yeah. um, and it's short too, isn't it? It is. It's it's the I believe it's the shortest film in the series. Right. Um, but we we've had this conversation uh, during the live tweet last last the first time we went through it. I don't know. Some people would argue this doesn't count because it should stand alone. But when you watch Casino Royale yeah. and follow it up immediately with Quantum of Solace, the two really kind of play off each other. They do. Uh, yeah. The Quantum of Solace def- definitely benefits from Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's threads that that he picks up on, and yeah. and knowing or or having that that motivation fresh in your mind for the actions, his actions in Quantum of Solace. Uh, lend a little extra depth. Right. Um, it's a true sequel. It it is, and, and there's continuity. Mm-hmm. I mean, gasp in a Bond movie continuity. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, th- there's a lot of things that turn people off, but I th- I think there's a lot to like. I don't think it's you know it's not top tier Bond, mm-hmm. but there are some excellent sequences in that movie. Uh, Daniel Craig is very good in it. Yeah. The villain is is lackluster. Yeah, uh, what's his name? I forget his name. Dominic Green is the the name of him, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, the front. He's a French actor a, or a Belgium actor. Yeah, I, I'm I'm blanking on his his name too. I'm sure somebody listening to this is screaming at me, but uh, you know I don't remember everything all the time. And Olga Korolenko. Yes, yes, Olga. She's Rock. I think she's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know there the, <clears throat> there there are some excellent. Like I said there's excellent sequences. I'm I particularly fond of the opera sequences, ridiculous as it is. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very well shot. <laughs> yeah. um, 
it's interesting from the perspective that Bond is actually doing some spying. You yeah. Know, ends he's... up calling himself out to everybody, but he's actually spying. <laughs> exactly. And then there, there's a nifty uh, fist fight sequence that follows. You know, that, that whole sequence is, is, I think, is very strong. Yeah. Uh, so you, you, can, you can take things out of that movie and say that it's not that bad, but it is kind of a mess as a result of the writer's strike and, you know, MGM desperately wanted, as they do, wanted to follow up to a successful movie. Sure. So they were rushing it along. Um, you know, the they were writing the script as they filmed, mm-hmm. which is never a recipe for success. Definitely not. Unless you're Francis Ford Coppola. Well. <laughs> writing Godfather 2, or or was it also Godfather when, 1? <laughs> when, you, when you film about, you know, 40 hours of footage for a two-hour movie, you, you, you have a little leeway at the same time. <laughs> Very true. It's all made in the editing room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but how do you feel like... Uh, how do you feel that these guest writers, like, what did they bring to it that you hadn't already analyzed and explored? Is it just simply they bring their own their own passion and perspective to it? What are, what new do they add to it? It's a number of things, actually. You, 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 they're coming from a perspective, uh, a perspective that's uh, uh, passion driven. You know, it's they picked that movie to write about, and they took time right. to write specifically about the movie. They weren't. They they weren't running a massive project where you know I, I'm I'm working on trying to to use this writing as a book like I have an end goal like they wrote it for the fun of it mm-hmm. um, and like, not that I I enjoy lo- I love writing about Bond yeah. but I have an end goal you know they just wanted to contribute to the to the program right um, so they're writing about from a passion standpoint they're writing about it from a unique perspective uh, all, my my perspective on you know a lot of these movies is 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 research. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also writing. I'm not necessarily writing about uh, why I love the movie. I mean, some of my my essays do do touch on uh, my uh, opinions, right? Uh, but I, I in even the worst movies, I try and pick out uh, something else, uh, something that 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 was good about the movie. Mm-hmm. I try not to be a critic. Right. I, I try to bring out the best in each of the movies, except for except for Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> I will admit that I. I I, I didn't I, I didn't try and spin that one. Try to spin what it could have been or should have been. Well, you've you've watched it twice for the series now. Yeah. Is it is it has it grown on you? Has it been no. any better? Also, oh, has it has it gotten worse for you? It, I was more entertained by it, it, its awfulness the yeah. last time. The first time I hadn't the, the last time I went through it, I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I was kind of taken aback by how bad it was. Right. Um. You know, as as a kid, you just kind of you're you know, watch them one off, you know, like, yeah, that was kind of fun. And then right. like watching them in this, in this order. And as they, as they come up and I was like, wow, that was, that was inexcusable. Right. And, and that half second of breast that you can see when, <laughs> when he pulls her bikini top over her. Yeah. The, the yeah. glimmer. It's yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the second time we just laughed at it. Right. We knew what was coming. And well, I got to imagine that it's, it's improved immensely by doing the live tweet. Hey, and having, that's the only way you can watch it. Yeah, the community. Like yeah. having a bunch of people at a viewing party, and I imagine people were having a nice little, were feeling nice, getting a little drunk too, maybe having well, a drink. You know, we encouraged libations. <laughs> uh, I, I made it well known that it wouldn't hurt. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so, to get back to, get back to the, the my favorite bondage for a minute. So right. these people are coming at it from a different perspective, and they they lend their own. You know, they, everybody came to Bond from a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they you know, born in different years. Their first movies were different. So mm-hmm. everybody has has a different frame of reference. Right. And um, 
I think that's important because these movies, you know, I didn't experience the the spy who loved me in the theater, but maybe somebody that's writing about it did, right. or you know, any of the other movies that that we're talking about. Um, and and there's that shouldn't be discounted. Nostalgia is a powerful thing. Yeah, and I write about this a lot regarding Bond. Um, uh, it, it it in a way, I think a lot of it is driven by nostalgia. You know, your 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 father or your grandfather. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, we talked about it before. That's yeah. really it a came, large part came, of it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's important, and I and I want people to bring that out in their writing when they're writing about these films too. Is is their their personal experience? Mm-hmm. And I I imagine not only that, but they there there are a few series that are as autobiographical. Um, you could talk about you know people talk about where they were on September 11th or when Kennedy was killed or whatever, but they've also got this kind of backlog of what was happening in my life when I went to go see Die Another Day or what was happening in my life when I saw License to Kill with my dad when, when I was a little kid, you know what I mean? Yeah, and there there is a certainly, a, there, you, you have markers. Um, mm-hmm. I, remember, uh, I have vivid memories of a number of movies that that have been you know, the, the experience in the theater. You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't forget those things. It's like, you know, it's going to, you know, going to a, a concert. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're experiences and, and you, you catalog them and, and they grow and they, and they get bigger in your memory and and I think that's important. Right. In the in the wraparound, do you feel like the uh bondage followers have added even more when you go to these uh do to do your live tweets? As in what what would be different this year than maybe what that wasn't there the first year? Anything? We well, I mean, considering we've all come through it, I think uh, for me just uh, offhand, the not repeating the things I've said, mm-hmm. tweeted in the past. You know, I, I try not to overlap. I, I do make a joke about it sometimes when we have. So there, there are always some tweets from from each of the sessions that really, you know, that stick around. Yeah, and they become running gags. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I make reference to them, and um, like the the. Well, I'll go back to Moonraker. Um, I know we talked about Moonraker mm-hmm. on the last time too. Right. It, it was it was the first one that that trended, you know. So I mean that was a big live tweet. There's a lot of people involved, and the big the big tweet from from that one was was during the space fight, and mm-hmm. you know, I I had a tweet that was just a bunch of pew pew pews, <laughs> you know, lined up in a row as many as I could fit in a, in a, in a tweet. And uh, so when we were getting up to that scene in the wraparound and. Everybody was like had pew 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 on their brain, like we were, and like so I orchestrated a a a pew 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 fiesta. Uh, so I, I I had everybody queued up. I'm like, so when the space when the space fight happens, everybody just send out all pew pew pews. So we had, I mean, there was scores of of pew 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 tweets and like variations on pew 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 and then like it you know your parodies of pew pew pews and so this went on throughout the rest of the movie so there's there's some consciousness of the original tweets especially for yeah. people that have come through yeah and then there's the new people who uh are i have to remember coming to it again for the first time mm-hmm. so like i don't want to be too in jokey yeah you don't want to be with, too inclusive with, with the guys that have been through it already yeah right. um so I, I want that to you know I want them to experience it as we did the first time through. Surely, and I notice different things. Like I'm taking I'm making a conscious effort to take more time to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, when as you know when I was getting started, it was I had to learn how to manage you know yeah 
hosting you, and, and tweeting and, and your content. Yeah, you need to know how to to prep. I remember you saying that you were you had all your tweets saved in TweetDeck or whatever, right? Yeah, even then, you know, even then, I had the, I have the column of saved tweets, and um, you know, you have to get them out in the right time. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's like they're referencing something that happened twenty minutes ago, or they're out too early. And I, yeah, it's. But you're you're getting to that point of the ten thousand hours now, right? So you, it's it's second nature. You know how yeah, to manage well, it. <laughs> I, I I am getting better at, at at sending out the save tweets. I'm also I'm also resign myself to sending out fewer save tweets. You know, yeah. people do like them, but they do they 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 get lost sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes fewer is better. So I've been dialing that back a little bit. Right. Um. So it is a bit about management, and uh, watching the movies is, has become a bigger priority for me. So I'll try and you know diminish the save tweets a little bit. So I'm I'm watching the movie and and tweeting a little bit less and taking up less airtime. Uh, <clears throat> I do get to be an 800 pound gorilla sometimes, you right. know, trying to trying to spur conversation and and keep things lively. And you know, I'm trying to take a step back a little bit. Right. You know, I'm not I'm not ashamed of owning the room every once in a while, but you know. Have there been um, surprises or anything, any of the films that have really um, that you have seen from a new perspective uh, in the in the wraparound uh, that maybe whether it's someone's essay that they wrote or seeing it without having to tweet about it and kind of just letting your mind wander while while the tweets are coming through. Are are you seeing? Did you see any of the movies? Again with fresh eyes. Uh, you know, it. I would probably. Um, I, I th- I'm thinking about the the Living Daylights uh, right. wraparound that we did. Um, not because it, it necessarily improved in my brain, because it, Living Daylights is one of my nostalgia blinders. It was my first Bond, so mm-hmm. I have. I have I have a different perspective on that, right? You know, because it's I mean it's always the first. You you never forget your first. So sure, definitely. Uh, it wasn't the first in the theater, but it was the first one I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a different perspective on that, and I don't necessarily think too critically about it. Uh, so you know, I was reading reading the um, my favorite Bondage mm-hmm. for the Living Daylights, and I I was very interested to see uh, you know the different perspective that maybe wasn't necessarily blinded by nostalgia mm-hmm. right so the person that was writing about it wasn't nece- it wasn't a a movie that they saw in the theater or they have a long history with they they had it, were, were they writing about it from being a fan of it or, or a fan of dalton or what it, it was more of a different a different brand of nostalgia you know it, it's just a different perspective and right. I think uh, every time you can find a fresh perspective on a movie, whether it's born from a, a similar, a similar, uh, you know, love as your own, I, I think it's still beneficial. But I was I was noticing different things. Uh, that was uh, Hilco. Hilco Rockers wrote that for us. So and he's uh, he's a uh, he's he's in Germany. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's coming from an entirely different frame of reference of my own. Surely, yeah. I don't. I don't know if that necessarily lended to the experience, but for whatever reason, and I'm sorry to be so <clears throat> to lack so much, you know, precision with this with this conversation about about living daylights. But uh, there was something that that just triggered something, and and I felt like I was watching a different movie. Right. You were seeing. You were seeing a movie that 
you had seen, I'm sure, several times throughout your life. Yeah. And that it was also so burned into your mind because it was your first, but you were seeing it uh, like it was fresh and new, huh? Yeah. Well, it's, you know, you, you, you've seen a movie so many times, so it, it becomes kind of a sequence of bullet points. Yeah. You know, it, it, there are specific things you look for, and it's it's usually on the background. You know, yeah. you, you have these movies that you love, and you've watched a dozen times, and yeah. you'll just throw them on, but you're doing something else. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're not paying as much attention, and maybe you haven't, you know, sat down and really focused on the movie for, you know, a number of years, right. ten years, twelve years, whatever it is. <clears throat> but it was one of those one of those times, you know. I was I made a, a, an effort to, you know, watch it again. Mm-hmm. That's great, man. That's and great. Uh, it felt new, but you know. So you're getting to the end of uh, a Brazen, right? You just did. Uh... Uh, which one did you just do? Just Tomorrow Never Dies, so we're, we're smack in the middle. Right on. So, you know, with the with the end in sight, um, you know, I gotta imagine like the the whole thing that's that's the elephant in the room for me uh, when I when I think about this uh, this project that has be- it started as a project and became you know a hobby and then moved up you know, in the rungs to being a, a, a pastime and something that you really enjoy with the people that you uh, that you take part in it with. But the elephant in the room for me has to be, how do you keep it fresh? How do you keep it interesting? And what is next for it? Or, or you know, is your, is your plan to transition into something else with it or end it or, or do something new with it? What's, what is next for it? So that's a loaded question. <laughs> What's loaded about you're it? Asking diff- you're asking difficult things. Um, so I, I have a plan in my head. I haven't, uh, I haven't talked about it with any, any of the, the bondage followers. And there's, there's been a lot of people who've, who've taken increased roles in the project as well. Chrissy mm-hmm. Myers has hosted. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually, we actually also, in order to prolong the series, um, <clears throat> we started to do, in addition to the imposters, we did uh, proto-bondage. Um, in that we were t- discussing movies uh, that perhaps were precursors to James Bond, the cinema Bond. Sure. So um, that was uh, organized kind of at the last minute over Thanksgiving. Um, the uh, We had uh, one of our regulars, uh, mid-parent and uh, Twitter, Twitter force nitrate diva, uh, volunteered <laughs> to host a... Uh, Live tweet of charade. Nice on Thanksgiving Eve. Nice. Um, so we did a, uh, a you know it, technically it came out after Doctor No, sure. but uh, I charade was very much born out of an older Hollywood model, right? That directly informed Bond. So I considered it a, a proto bondage mm-hmm. episode, and then uh, they uh, they were. Uh, they enjoyed it so much. They they said they wanted to do it again. So I'm like, okay, how about uh, either you know you can do it during Christmas sometime or Christmas break. And so we're doing another one. Uh, we're doing another proto bondage episode on New Year's Day. Nice. Uh, and uh, we had a we had a long long chat about how to follow that up. And we thought that one of the the best examples of a proto bond series was the Basil Rathbone Sherlock Holmes. Absolutely. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Because who else has, I mean, who better than the, the character that has even more longevity than James Bond. Yeah. Um, I mean, he really kind of gave birth, birth to the, um, 
uh, the series as yes. James Bond took it. You know, right? So. The serialized, yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so there, we're doing uh, two Basil Rathbone Sherlock Holmes on uh, New Year's Day. Nice. Same. Which ones are you doing? We are doing the Secret Weapon. Fair enough. And I haven't decided on the second one. We we decided on that one uh, because it's more of an international story. It's mm-hmm. not a a localized murderer or. Uh, some yeah. other hooligan. You're not going to pick so. one of the Sherlock versus Nazis one? <laughs> <laughs> well, that one's in Germany, so it, it, there, there's some Nazis involved, I believe. Uh, there you go. I haven't seen these in a long time. I actually just picked up the, the Rathbone Blu-ray set, and oh, I haven't man. haven't gotten into it. I haven't seen this since I was a kid, so awesome. I'm excited to go through them. Uh, but, yeah, I picked that one because it's a, it's a more international story uh, a la Bond. Yeah. And... Uh, they're actually streaming through Amazon Prime uh, a few selected episodes. So I picked one that was streaming, and there's actually a double feature streaming on Amazon. Sweet. But the second one is international. Right it's on. another uh, local story. So I was wondering whether I was going to. They're they're shorter, so mm-hmm. I thought a double feature was in order. Sure, they're like uh, uh, what, what do they run? Seventy minutes or seventy five minutes? I think uh, the secret weapon is eighty. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'd throw on another one afterwards. So I, I don't know whether to follow with the the one that's actually streaming in that twofer on Amazon, or if I go, you know, figure out another one that's on YouTube because a lot of them are also on YouTube. Sure. So, uh, yeah, the, the second one's up in the air, but the de- the first one is definitely a secret weapon. So, but yeah, that, that's one of the ways we've we've we've, we've stretched it out, and uh, I've been trying to uh, you know delegate some hosting duties so that I'm not you know. I don't have to be tied to to my my seat every every right. Wednesday, right? Because I did you know twenty three weeks in a row, whatever. We did have a couple. We had one, one break for you know, the holidays and the mm-hmm. first first go through. But you know, I was tethered to Wednesdays. I was you know in my on my couch, surely watching Bond. And right. It's hard to <laughs> to it clear is. every every Wednesday. It is. I can uh, imagine. Yeah. So I've had more breaks this time through where I haven't I haven't necessarily been there. I know I wasn't there for the few hours only live tweet, but I still was compelled to follow on my phone. <laughs> nice. And I was still trying to contribute. You're um, letting the the ant colony go on without you looking at it. That's what it is. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, I, I've tried to to have other hosts, and and um, we we started the. We start uh, well. We we had one try at a UK edition of Bondage. Uh huh. Um, Chrissy Myers again hosted at uh, mid afternoon for for the uh, GMT fellows. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, the that was it was you know it, minor success. There was four people. Oh uh, well, you know it, it, it starts early. It was early. kind of last minute. And, yeah. You know, I sent it out to the guys I knew would be interested, and and you know it was I, it was a better turnout than the first Doctor No live tweet. So <laughs> that's sure. something. <laughs> I mean, as I said, the first Doctor Who left, it was me, and, and another person showed up halfway through. So th- that that was good. Humble begin- beginnings, yeah. that's what it is. <clears throat> I'd like to do that more regularly. It's a little hard. Um, so ideally, if anybody from the UK is listening and wants to volunteer, I'd love to find a a regular bondage host so we can do bondage UK properly. Do you imagine that you're like Ricky Gervais with the office, that you're just going to have your own regional bondage you know that there's going to be a UK version, oh, I Italian have version. Stranger. I have version. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be getting royalties, right? Um, there's so much money made off of unlimited internet dollars. Yes, <laughs> bitcoins. Yes, bitcoins. Mm. <laughs> Is it hush hush, or are we going to put our dicks out on the table with with? Is the, are you going to be my podcasting competition? Is this what I'm hearing? 
The the rumor is true. We we uh, we've recorded two episodes. Only one survived. Why did someone not hit record? Uh, oh, I hit record. I uh, <laughs> you're not I putting recorded, it out. Yeah. Well, the technical difficulties. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, I, I at first I was recording just just my callers, <laughs> yeah. and then I quote unquote fixed it, and then I recorded just me. <laughs> oh yeah, I get you. I get you. So uh, we all do that, that. That one is the lost episode. I don't know, man. I think it could play pretty well. Just one sided conversation, just you going, you know, basically answering and asking questions. I, you know, I what I could do is just like do voices. Yeah. And answer myself. <laughs> I, I I did consider that, but. That could be uh, also, an amazing episode. So, I mean, this is off a little off tangent. I had I was wearing headphones and uh, to cut out the reverb, mm-hmm. and um, for for whatever reason, I, I couldn't tune the the sound of my own voice. Right, and it was blaring in my head a little bit late. <laughs> yeah, so, like I'm elongating every vowel to extreme lengths, right. and, like, trying to talk over myself and. I sounded ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I mean you to disrespect Diane Reem, but I sounded like Diane Reem if, if you're an NPR follower. <laughs> because I actually really like Diane Reem's show, but that's what I sounded like. Uh, you should definitely put this out. This should be released on YouTube it'll be, under another name. It'll be an Easter egg on, on one of the uh, <laughs> on the Bondage limited edition the, audio the set. The 50 disc set. Yeah. yeah. Make it a secret track. Yeah. So yeah, we, I I will be editing that this week and we'll throw it out. But uh, it, it it probably won't be a regular thing. I wouldn't worry about the ratings eclipsing yours. <laughs> is it is it Bond oriented or is it going to be something? It is Bond. We we I have a stream of notes in my notepad about ridiculous ideas for. Mm-hmm. Topics. I didn't want to go like let's talk about Doctor No and right. let's talk about From Rush with Love because we've essentially done that already. Sure, right. You know, there's other podcasts doing the same thing. I'm like, how do I make this different? Mm-hmm. Like people, people actually told me I should do a podcast act- yeah. after listening to this. Apparently, yeah. yeah but so I, I, like, well, I, I, I don't know. T- I don't have time for that. I can't possibly do that. And then they kind of wore me down. I'm like, all right, we'll give it a <laughs> shot. And then it was kind of a few weeks in the making. I was stumbling through it, and I was like, all right, let's just do it. Right. Yeah. And you're doing it. You're doing it right because you were, you know, you you uh, you uh, did a, a full send out to all your Twitter people, your podcasting people, at least, uh, hardware and software and how to do it right. I didn't want to do it half assed. Yeah, you know? don't do it. Don't do it uh, half assed. Definitely not. I do it half assed. I'm, I'm using I'm using my 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 blue chrome microphone for this interview. Hell yeah, man! Yeah, full commitment. Getting That's microphones. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I just like the way the thing looks. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does. It have the. It makes you feel kind of badass, like old time radio y. Yeah, it does. I I don't know exactly which one you're talking about. There's a couple, but you're you're talking about the one that looks like uh, old twenties microphone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very it's, nice. It's like the size of a softball, and it sits up on this little pedestal. That's it's awesome. It's, that's awesome. It's boss. <laughs> I don't know if I, am I using that correctly. I, I don't use that. Uh, you can you know you can get away with that when you're a podcaster because right. it's you know, it'll be on your on your show. Do you have do you have mottos? Do you have ideas? <laughs> Music that you're going to put in there? Are you going to? I've uh, solicited. I've solicited. I have a I have a friend I went to high school with who is in a cover band here. 
Perfect. Uh, I, I, I approached him and was like, would you be interested in like recording some solo variations of Bond music? That's He's awesome. like, absolutely. I'm like, that was easy. I thought that'd be more difficult. But <laughs> he's like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, whatever you want. I'm like, one theme? Whatever you want. Like, I'm not being picky. That's awesome. So hopefully I have that in the works. That's great. Um, and then, uh, so the original concept was going to be sort of a, uh, a wait, wait, don't tell me kind of thing where points don't matter. And it was going to be like a game show scenario mm-hmm. where we have like a conversation sure. about whatever topic I come up with. And then we have like we have a guest judge who then rates our conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> with a witty bond one liner. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you know, the 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 judgment could be, you know, shocking, positively yeah. shocking. That, <laughs> right. That would like that would be the end. That would be the answer to who wins, you know. Uh so I, I wanted to do it up a little bit, make it, you know, I, I felt like a little bit of self-awareness was in order. Sure. Have you um, have you heard uh, the James Bonding podcast that that came out that Matt Myra and, and Matt Gorley do? I've listened to a couple. I, I, I can't differentiate them in my head right now. Sure. But is it <laughs> is it something that that you're critical of? Or is it something that you know they you you think that they get right from their from their bond f- fanaticism as well? No, I, I I think it's all good. Yep. It I, I wanted to do something different. I didn't want it to be, uh, you know, I, like I said, I didn't want it to be critical, or I just wanted right. to, you know, kind of come up with some ridiculous topics. Like our our first topic is. It, it, this was more grounded. I wanted the first episode to be grounded. Actually, we should go back. the The lost podcast was about. Um, <clears throat> if if what kind of cookie each Bond actor would be, <laughs> and you know, during the podcast, Chrissy Myers is actually baking those cookies, <laughs> and we were talking about like the the filling and you know why she chose you know that that kind of cookie, and right. it was actually a very good conversation. Once I got beyond the reverb in my head, <laughs> and and we kind of got down to the cookies and. You know, it, it's it's a shame that it was lost, but it was rough. Like we were just figuring out, right, so yeah. maybe it's lost for a reason. Oh yeah, man, uh, I, I, we, I, we can recreate it much better now. I'm sure. Sure. After after you have that rehearsal run through. Yeah. So that was the lost episode. The so what will be the second episode? The pilot episode was apparently axed. Mm-hmm. The second episode is uh, Keith Bodela and I talking about quintessential Bond moments. Right. Where you pick the moment for each actor and explain why we think that moment best represents nice. his tenure as James Bond. Nice. I like that. I'm very intrigued by that. So, I mean, we've got, we, I, I've got a page of, of stuff like that. I, at one point I was trying to come up with a way to do a villain draft and then have someone who was really steeped in the legend of like WWF, WWE, mm-hmm. like, call a fake <laughs> like match. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not a huge fan, but the scenario intrigued me, and then I could like it'd be like a fantasy roster filtered through someone's imagination of what would happen in WWE match. That's you know? awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to somehow put that together, but nobody knew enough about you know. Oh man, I, professional wrestling to really pull that off. I'm still looking. I got some people. I I'm got still some looking people. for a call. I'm still looking for a referee here. If anybody wants to volunteer, so keep that in mind. I I got some people that might be interested. <clears throat> So is that something that's going to be coming out soon? 
Uh, hopefully next. Hopefully next week. Uh, begin. Yeah. Right before I the end of the year. This week is my goal, so that means the week after that. <laughs> Very nice, man. Very nice. Yeah. Well, and you know. So the, to the answer to the ultimate question, whether it's going to continue, I would like it to continue. Yeah. As long as there's interest in it. Yeah. Um, you know, it might require some more variation. Right. I, I don't know how that's going to play out. I'm kind of playing it by ear right now. I would. Uh, I'm hoping to. You know, enlist some of these people who've shown interest in, in the past as becoming regular guest hosts, mm-hmm. so that I'm not you know still the primary, because it's I'm, you know, I'm spent. <laughs> yeah, no, I imagine. Uh, I imagine. You know, I, 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 you know, I've I've devoted this entire year to to bondage. You know, yeah. I I put a put a hold on all my fiction writing because I was I was fed up with the process and mm-hmm. and needed a break from the submis- submitting and. And this has been a great release, and I, I'm looking forward to finishing the essay writing, which I'm now uh, putting the finishing touches on my GoldenEye essay. Nice. Um, so, you know, I, I keeping up with the bonds and doing this has definitely helped further the writing process. Right. And as that comes to a close, I would love, love, love for Bonded to continue. Um, it, it's with great. more contribution from the people who've made it what it is. I mean, I, I couldn't have done it without the great group that we have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I'd love for for that to, to be an ongoing thing. I think there's enough interest, or seems to be, anyway. Surely, surely. If you, it's it's Wednesday nights, right, at 9 p.m.? 9 p.m. Eastern Central, Eastern, Eastern Standard. Yep. And it's, you know, it is. It's a good, it, you can't say enough good things about it because it's constantly, you know, refined, and it's gotten to this point that the community... Uh, adds so much. I, I mean, just watching it, having a live tweet event is is one thing, but if you get a bunch of passionate people, whether it's for a cult film or for a series like James Bond, you get them talking about it and it's something that they're passionate about and they have a lot of, uh, they, you know, not just you, but everyone has their own autobiographical uh, elements that they can uh, bring back from their memory, but they can also, you know, I'm sure everybody's throwing out little uh, trivia and and history annotations to the whole experience and it's it's fun man i wish i wish i was more available to do it myself well one of these days uh, i'm still holding you to to an appearance please please <laughs> please do your your own you only have what five more movies four four more movies so to, to, to five yeah. yeah and we're i'm breaking up like every two or three with with an imposter so i mean there's you're gonna finish. On, you're gonna finish on Skyfall sometime in January. Uh, I, I think it'll be. Or February. Let's see, let's see. We're doing next week. Next week we have another imposter. Next week we're doing Folks. Nice. With Roger Moore, we nice. we missed a little bit of the party more, so we're we're bringing him back. <laughs> um, and then uh, we'll we'll resume with Bond after New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, finish off Brosnan and do another imposter. So we're looking at February. Right on for for Craig. Right on. Late February, probably. Imagine we'll do another, throw another imposter in there, and you know, I we'll figure out what happens after that. Right. And just so people know, I mean, the the perspective is, I, I don't know why I didn't think about it until now, but the perspective is that this episode will be coming out at the end of the month, and we're recording this on the twelfth. So you know, we'll we'll take you know move up a couple weeks, and yeah. that's where. Uh, James will be with the project with the uh, with the live tweet event. So how do you feel about this? Do you feel like you know being 
Do do you feel like hosting and and doing the live tweet event has helped you as a an aspiring podcast host? Are you are you comfortable with your voice now? Um, especially when it's reverbing in your ear. Uh, when it's reverbing in my ear, no. Uh, <laughs> I had to take the headphone off so I could still just hear. <laughs> I had to take one ear out so I was you know I, I had a little bit of a break for myself. Right. Uh, I've. After, uh, I'd say after I did the sketch comedy show in college, when I was not only faced with my voice and my acting ability, <laughs> sure, you lose a little bit of the humility there. You, you know, you uh, you kind of get over it, whatever insecurities you had about uh, yeah. watching and hearing yourself. Right. Great. Luckily, I was I only had to do a tiny little bit of acting because I required my obligatory director's appearance in every episode. <laughs> um. And I don't, I don't know. I think I had three lines total. One, uh, we did four shows, and one of my appearances was strictly in a photograph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> Your presence, you're fine with that? You know, I just have to remind myself not to talk so nasally every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so I might have hit you with a, a, a train out of the blue, but right before we started um, recording this, I asked you to think about your favorite things of 2013 and i kept it i kept it interestingly vague yeah um i mean obviously you know we're at the end of the year when this uh, episode will be coming out and i just thought it, it you know if real quick you know spend a couple minutes kind of talking about the things that you you know either discovered or that you really liked about this year and you can take that definition to mean whatever you like what do you think? Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll run through a few random <laughs> thoughts here. Sure. Um, um, so, I mean, first off, I get, we can talk about, you know, see, favorite movies of the year. Um, uh, there's a couple I still haven't seen, clearly. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, right now, I'm, uh, I'm sticking with uh, Mud and Philomena. Very nice. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I haven't had a lot of movies that really, really got me this year as in past years. Just, there's some that I like quite a bit. Sure, right. Mud and Philomena to me stick out above the rest. I haven't seen Philomena, but I have seen Mud. Um, you know, I, I, in my initial reaction to that was that this is the best movie of the year. I, I don't know if I still believe it's the best, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I think it's a phenomenal film. And I'm, I should note that I'm a Steve Coogan junkie. Mm-hmm. And Judy Dench clearly reverberates with me. Hell yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so I mean, it was it's the right mix of people for me, and uh, I thought the the movie hit the right notes, um, not enough snark and and sincerity. It, it balances both out pretty well. I thought it was it was a moving movie. I really liked it. Nice uh, mud. Um, the the name of the director escapes me. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, he's uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Ah, uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to to what else he does because I, I thought mud was an astounding movie. Um, I want to say Nichols. Is Nichols right? It is Jeff Nichols, yes. Okay. Well done. Yes. Anyway, I, I had not seen anything by Jeff Nichols before. Um, I was, I, I was uh, blindsided by Mud. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic film. Oh, man. And, this... uh, especially from a director's point of view, I thought he did a fantastic job. Yeah. The stuff that he's done with uh, Michael Shannon has been great. I'm sure you've heard people talk about take shelter and uh, yeah, yeah after, after after i saw mud i had i had to do some more investigating but mm-hmm. that, was the one that really shocked me yeah uh, i heard good things but you know i i was duly impressed yeah 
Great movies. Uh, let's see. Old movies I saw this year. I, I saw a movie called The Ritz for the first time this year. Nice. It is a uh, slapsticky uh, movie from the 70s that could only exist in the 70s. <laughs> uh, you know, it's... <clears throat> so, it's so who's the... Jack Weston. Jack Weston. Uh, a great comedic actor. I don't know how many people remember Jack Weston. Um, but... Um, he uh, gets a hit put on him, and he um, he goes and and hides up in a gay hotel. <laughs> uh, that's the scenario. Um, and uh, in in that gay hotel, you have uh, uh, F. Murray Abraham um, becoming kind of his uh, confidant and guide to the world of uh, of of gaydom. I, I don't know exactly how to. Uh, again, if if you if you if you have no frame of reference, I mean, this again, the movie could only exist in 1976 sure. or, or whenever it came out. Sure. Uh, Rito Moreno is in it as uh, the um, the like stage singer. She puts on performances in there, and she's she's a firecracker. Nice. Um, I had never heard of it. I watched it. Uh, random recommendation. It's it's available on the uh, the Warner Archive collection. Nice. Another film I stumbled upon. Uh, the I believe it's called the Eagle Caper Murder Mystery. <laughs> I, I I might be butchering the name because it's very the 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 man. Okay, let me focus here. The Manchu Eagle Murder Caper Mystery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, uh, uh, it, it, it's kind of the predecessor to bored bored to death. Uh huh. Um, in that he's kind of this listless, you know, waste of space, who. <clears throat> decides he's going to be a private detective mm-hmm. and he gets embroiled in a just an absurd scenario right. um came out it's another mid-70s movie but um it's it, it struck the right note of of just batshit crazy that i uh, that i love um <clears throat> it's uh that's another uh, i don't remember what series that is that's another uh burn on demandus let me tell you these uh that might be another thing I can segue into the 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 burn on demand phenomenon for releasing these old and forgotten movies yeah. has kind of become a uh, a brilliant phenomenon. I know that there's concerns about the longevity of the discs, but I'm going to enjoy it for as long as it lasts. Yeah, the made to order. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's some movies that 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 are are getting released now through these the Warner Archive and the the Paramount and Sony collections that are, are, are phenomenal and, mm-hmm. and they're. They're, they haven't been seen for years and never released on DVDs and sure. I mean, maybe, maybe VHS, but uh, I, I'm, I'm loving it. Did you uh, try out uh, the, the Warner Instant uh, beta when they did? I, I did. I, my problem is is that I never I, – I, when I tried out the thing, I got, I got really busy and watched uh, one or two movies while I was at work actually trying to yeah. sneak them in. And I, I couldn't devote the time to it. Uh, I, I, I do like having the physical media above streaming because I, I pop it in and yeah. – I, I'm conscious of it being there on my shelf. I'm like, I really need to watch the movie, and I right. want to get it in there. But if I have a streaming service, which I mean, have Netflix and yeah. you know, Hulu and everything, it, it's it gets to be a bit much and overwhelmed. It's, by it's also topics. it's also out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, you don't see it. It's not there. Like I, I'm staring at this shelf now. Of movies I've acquired in the mm-hmm. last months. I'm like, God, I need to catch up. Yeah, you know, you get 
you pick up these the Warner Archive discs. I've got a stack of those I need to watch. And I'm, I mean, there's a swap a DVD website where yeah, you swap right. old stuff you don't want for for other movies. And I've picked up a bunch of uh, random stuff from there that's sitting over there. Like I've just got so much stuff to catch up on. I need about a month. <laughs> uh, no work, no writing, just watching movies to even make <laughs> a dent. You know. It, are you are you sh- are you sharing this this passion with your kids? The 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 four year old is is in a a cycle of of Disney stuff, and I'm cool with that. She's she uh, she's very um, she's obsessive about what she what she likes. So she gets stuck on a movie and watches it twenty times. Mm-hmm. I believe. A couple of weeks ago, I watched when she was sick, and the only way to confine her, she's a a ball of energy. I've never seen someone move so much. <laughs> sure. The only way to keep her still when she's sick and you want her to rest is to put a movie in. <laughs> and I don't encourage her to watch movies all the time unless. Yeah. I mean, she had she had a mild case of pneumonia. So I'm like, you have got yeah. to sit on the couch. Yeah. So we watched Claudia with a Chance of Meatballs three times in one day. <laughs> so like that was her favorite movie for a week. <laughs> had to awesome. watch that every day for a week. <laughs> you know, so she she is a is a movie fan. She that's she likes gonna be she likes. that's gonna be that movie that she plays on in the background, and she'll remember yeah. all the bullet points. Well, she's a, my wife hadn't seen it with her, and I'd seen it about twelve times at this point. So when. <laughs> When she finally watched it with her, uh, she was narr- pre-narrating the movie to my wife. <laughs> I I just I sat in the background and laughed because <laughs> she's 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 she talks a lot. Like sure. she, this kid is high energy. She exhausts me, but she, so like she talks. Yeah, and it's perfectly it's perfectly you know. <laughs> reasonable to narrate a movie before things happen yeah. well it's better than the people that you would go see movies with that would say oh you're gonna love this part you know yeah. or wait till this thing happens or whatever right now she right, we, we just saw frozen which i thought was pretty great was it good yeah yeah i really enjoyed it uh and uh the, i tell you that that snowman he, he's he's a trip <laughs> anyway the she she's obsessed with frozen and she's trying to drag my wife to that one now nice i do want to see that it was good i enjoyed it so overall, things are going good with you. That's what I'm things hearing. Are good. Things are good. Things are good. If, I'm, you want, if you want a taste of, of my musical year-end list, too, I'll put that. I'll be putting up my year-end list on my blog. I won't, I won't bore you with all of my top 100 songs, but there, there will be a, a list of my top 100 songs and favorite albums going up within the next few weeks. Awesome. So it, by the time this happens, by the time this is able to be heard by the people, Mm-hmm. I should have some stuff up on my on my regular old blog. Your regular blog. My is, regular old anything goes blog. Is uh is everything um you know just to to get your plugs in everything that you do for bondage is up on your up on the site right you archive them. Yeah, every everything that's ever been done for for bondage is up on uh, 007rumble.com that you'll find. I mean, everything's still there. I also have the the tumblers still going for the people who who, who tumble, mm-hmm. but I'm not as efficient at, at keeping that up. I, I do it when I think of it, but uh, the the tumbler became a little bit repressive in terms of what I wanted to do, so I had to move it to a full fledged WordPress site, and right. that's what I was familiar with. And then uh, my regular old blog, which which today I, I posted an article about um, reducing the size of your CD collection by removing all the jewel cases. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, that's the kind of stuff you'll, you'll find there. Uh, Hardcore that is, stuff. 
That is 30hertzrumble.com. 30 spelled out T-H-I-R-T-Y Hertz Rumble. Nice. Are the guest essays on the on the 007 site? Yes, all the, the guest essays are going to be found. Um, the, underneath the tab essays, you'll find the... Uh, the project essays, which are the ones that I write, and then uh, the tab for my favorite bondage is where you'll find all the guest essays. Awesome. awesome. All the, and all the old uh, live tweet digests are still up there, the originals, the wraparounds, the protos, the imposters. So if you want to revisit the library or you want to get up on this new thing, you're a newbie and you kind of want to have a frame of reference – Definitely check out the site before you go to it, or just show up to the live event, to the live yeah, tweet yeah, event. You'll, you'll you'll catch up pretty quickly. I mean, uh, we we run the same tired jokes into the ground, so it won't <laughs> be long before you're caught up. Hey, James, you have a uh, a good holiday, man. Thanks, and it's good uh, talking to you again. Yeah, dude, it's always it's always good. It's good talking to you on Twitter, and it's always good. Uh, you know, this is the second time. I hope it's not the last time that we talk. No, we'll, we'll do this again. Awesome, man. So uh, yeah, have a good holiday. People, go check out the uh, live tweet event and the blog. And uh, yeah, I will make it out to one of these Wednesdays. I'm thinking probably when you get into Daniel Craig, I'll probably be I'll be there. You, you can show up for the Quan with sauce, and we can bicker. We can bicker there's, about. There's it. always a lively, a lively debate. Uh, there were there were factions at the last Quan with sauce live tweet. Actually, there were the haters and the non-haters, and we were going to battle. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I would. I, I'm fascinated. Pick your sides. There's no in between. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's kind of of a fan of of that. It's movie. a little bit like that South Park. The the South Park trilogy just aired. Right. Yeah, you definitely hate, you're definitely a lover or a hater. Absolutely. Okay, James, have a good night, man. Thanks a lot for the time. Thanks for the talk. Always, thank you. Appreciate it, sir.